Hello, this is Katie Gundry and you're listening to Live at Orchard, the music show where we bring you our favourite Somerset-based artists, cut them loose in the studio, sit back and relax and enjoy a good old-fashioned live performance. Then we share it with you. We've even thrown in an interview as well. Tonight we bring you a live session from Yeovil-based hard rock outfit 100 Days, who have waltzed into Orchard Recording Studios in the beautiful Barton St David, ready to disrupt the peace and upset the locals. Here's a track from their new album Mission Exodus, it's Suicide Joe and it's live at Orchard. Crazy about the things we did 
we continue on this magical journey of audible pleasure, let's give you a bit of information about this rock-loving three-piece. Cue the audio montage. Citing Muse, Linkin Park, Chickenfoot and Velvet Revolver as major influences on their work, 100 Days 2011 album Mission Exodus opens a new chapter in the band's career. The album showcases the best of their work and follows on from their first studio album, How a War is One and EP Rise, with more of their very own brand of hard rock. Initially forming in 2002 as a four-piece by the name of X Teller, the four lads from Yeovil built a strong reputation for themselves, performing relentlessly across the southwest before taking a break in 2006. A year later, four became three and 100 Days was born, bringing what they describe as a new, heavier edge to their music. The band consists of Stuart Curtin on guitar and vocals, Simon Evans on bass and Ryan Lees on drums. Mission Exodus provides more evidence of the band's outstanding talent, whose material was positively reviewed by BBC Six Music. They stated, you can't beat good songwriting and this is good songwriting. You can judge that for yourselves. Here are two tracks from their new album, Psycho and Whatever Happened to You.
second album mission exodus how was the whole recording experience for you it was fun i've been doing most of the recording for the album engineering it uh is we've been best part of a year maybe doing all the all the tracks and tracking it's good fun really enjoying it so far yeah, it's been some good studio time this time i think probably more fun than any of the other albums actually yeah probably yeah we started in london with uh, a studio in London, did three tracks there, and then the rest of it we've done here at the Orchard Studio, which is a lot nicer for pressure-wise. You haven't got a not every minute, every take you do wrong isn't more money down the drain. Fantastic. So you got, it's, it's much nicer. And what would you say were your favourite tracks that you've recorded so far on the album? Good know, question. Do you have, do you have a favourite track? Um, I, I, know, I know mine's probably what we do. Yeah, that's what we mm-hmm. might as well in a minute. Yeah, that's good fun. I I quite like Mission Exodus, the the the, the title track Exodus, um, just because it's epic and big production ideas and stuff going to there. I'm enjoying mixing that one at the minute. So, Brilliant. <laughs> um, you mentioned we mentioned earlier that one of your influence, main influences is Linkin Park, and obviously as their albums have changed so as their music have changed through every single album that they've done would you say that you're doing the same or is that something that you're looking to achieve the mission exodus you get those big production sounds that you would get on that more that type of band and then there's stuff like what we do which is much more relaxed more no click track so it's all played um drums live a bit more rock and roll it's a very roll, natural yeah. sounding tune yeah. yeah i mean when i think i think overall the album on its own it, tends to be a bit of a journey you know you, you've got you've got various themes and then within one whole theme and uh, i think in terms of comparing it to our other stuff yeah it's come a long way and changed and developed so which was which is your favorite album so far this one this one definitely yeah this one yeah because cool. i think it's yeah the first two is hard to decide one's more natural one's better so it's a nicer feel the other one's better sound so we're trying to get the best of both on this one so from what you said, this is going to be a really difficult answer, a question to answer. <laughs> really difficult, but here we go. Anyway, if you had to choose one song to represent your band from any of your albums, past and present, what would it be? We're going to have an argument now. I'd say Taste of Convenience on the new album. Taste of Convenience. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose Taste of Convenience has got all the, the, the heavy rock element. It's got the classic rock element. It's it, you can you can see where we're coming from with that you know as an overall thing yeah I'd agree with that actually 
Okay, so we're going to go into a song now. Uh, what are you going to play for us? Right, first track's going to be uh, What We Do, which is um, a song that kind of sticks a finger up at the music industry in a way, I suppose. Um, it's just about rock and roll, having fun, and something of an encouragement to bands that just want to get out there and make some rock. <laughs>
Um, what are your feelings about the local music in Somerset at the moment? Definitely lots of talent out there. That's the good part of it. Getting venues to support it is a harder one, especially paying venues. So you, a lot of bands that don't do covers will go out there, slog their guts up for no money, and you know, which is hard, and they can't spend that money in recording studios and get new music out there. It's rubbish. So if you're into the town centres, they don't want to touch you if you do original music on on the whole. Um, so we have to put covers into paper studio time. Basically, mm. so, but it, and it gets it gets us there. Really, what it comes down to is having a diverse enough crowd, yeah. having having diverse enough people in an area, so that you'll get people to come out and want to see original music. It's, it's harder than it used to be, a lot harder. I mean, in our previous band, it, I, I used to I remember it being quite a bit easier to get people into a venue, but I suppose you've got no one's got any money anymore either, so that that <laughs> that makes it harder. But I suppose. In a roundabout way, it's even more important now to to try and push your music and get your music out there. It's a bigger challenge, but it doesn't mean people shouldn't do it. So do you find things like MySpace, Facebook, all of those kind of Twitter, do you find that really useful in achieving that kind of popularity and that fan base? You've got to keep on top of that side of things. Um, if you are persistently you know pushing it all the time getting people to share your page and look at it and advertising yourself through blogs in particular that kind of stuff then yeah you've, you'll find your fan base will grow and you can keep in touch really easily um but until you get a pr company behind you you really have got to keep on top of it yourself and that is a, a lot of work you know yeah, a couple of hours a day or whatever just uh, emailing people uh sharing your music getting out there looking being part of the scene online you know finding places where people are talking about music and then chipping in that kind of stuff it's the way to push it online definitely and you do see results from it so would you say that that kind of social networking is a mandatory thing to do for a local band at the moment yeah if yes, you so crazy not to if you want anyone to pay attention to you you've, you've you've got to kind of allow people to be seeing your name hearing your music you know um no one's just going to find it by chance you know no, exactly. You have to tell people. It's all word of mouth. Um, uh, yeah, to start with, a it's free, <laughs> you know, and it's there, and you might as well take advantage of it. Uh, as soon as you've got a bit of budget, you know, maybe a promotion company or whatever starts seeing your activity, uh, you'll find that you'll transfer the workload onto them, and obviously they then you know, they would then expect a cut of uh, any money that they generate. So do you allow people to download your music from your particular websites? We've been using uh, iTunes, so we've got all our music on there. Um, we gave the first album away for free, uh, actually, which I thought was a really good idea because, you know, like Stu said, nobody had heard of us. Um, we had to start from basically ground floor. So there's no point trying to charge people for the money. Uh, sorry, trying to charge people money for the music because uh, they'd say, well, I've never heard it. I know what it's going to be like. Why should I pay for it? That's really interesting because I think a lot of bands at the moment, there's this whole thing about downloading music illegally or downloading free music. What are your views on that kind of side of it? Oh, it's hard, isn't it, at the minute? Because <laughs> it's the bands, isn't it? It's, it's also the, um, obviously the big bands, the big sign bands, they're losing a lot of money because of their downloads but they're making money because they're filling stadiums and arenas and stuff yeah. so other way around in, in the local in the local scene i mean if 
yeah, if you got some braver landlords that would take original music in, you know, people would give their music away more. They don't rely on sales to, to fund everything because all the minute, just, yeah. Go to your local pub and yeah. demand the landlord, we want some original music. Otherwise, in 20 years' time, there'll be nothing for the cover bands to cover because no one's writing songs anymore. True, true. Well, talking about local kind of gigs, have you played with anyone recently that you would say are possibly one of your favourite local bands or have you got some local bands at the moment that you really enjoy listening to? We used to go around with Edge of Reason quite a lot, but they're, 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 they're local and they, they record here as well. But again, they've scaled down their original music right down and then pushing up with covers just, just to get out there imagine so, yeah. they felt that they had to uh, uh, as well didn't they I mean you know it's, it's a very hard slog trying to do original music these days especially uh, on this we, part of the world should we introduce our cover now <laughs> yeah. Speaking of covers, well, we do like to chuck in a couple of covers, but they're not there because we need to bolster our set and to make money out on the scene. It's, oh, it's fun to do it. It's fun because, to see as well. Yeah, we, we enjoy playing these ones. They mean something to us and they're a bit of fun and everyone then sort of gets in on it and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, oh, one of them we do, which is the next track you'll hear, um, we started doing this one... Oh, ages ago didn't we it's just we were thinking right we needed to play a, an hour and a half set we had you know about 45 50 minutes of our own we needed some covers and we thought well let's do that one because it's fun it's great and it's mm. ended up just sitting in our set virtually every show now i don't think it's ever gonna go no it's because it's it's we've kind of made it doing it in our own way make it a bit of fun and and yeah. the audience love it every time we play it they just everyone Right the the ever, any, uh, no one ever, no one else plays it really. Does it? So Nobody ever plays it. Has been quite good for it. Except Guns and Roses. Except, <laughs> yeah, but, you know. Wow. And um, also, it's because when we recorded the first two albums, we did most of it at home, and we lived in out sort of spent a lot of time together, and we used to record most of it at home. So we would um, do that, and then we'd all go and watch a Bond film and get drunk. <laughs> so we had to do a Bond thing. Well, yes. that leads us nicely on to um, your cover track of the day, Live and Let Die. When you were young and your heart was an open book You used to say live and let live No, you did, you know you did, you know you did But in this ever-changing world in which we're living Makes you give in Say live and let
used to say you live and let live You know you did, you know you did, you know you did But in this ever-changing world In which we're living Makes you give in and cry Say live So we've talked about kind of like the harder side of the music industry at the moment. So we thought we'd lighten the mood with a few fun questions. Um, So obviously you've been together a long time. You've done a ridiculous amount of things together. What would you say were the highlights of your career? Um, I think the best gig we've done or the the nicest, you'd like those little intimate gigs. We're, but the crowd's really good and busy. But I think um, memory-wise is we did one in painting with the Biker Fest there, and that was absolutely packed. There was a um, few thousand people in there. Mm. Seemed, like, seemed like a tailor-made crowd, that gig, didn't it? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> the so, stage was nice and big. You could hear everything. They knew how to give you a decent monitor mix. And the it audience good. loved it. It was really, really good. It's just when you see lots of people, it's really nice. Yeah, yeah. Really, and obviously, really you loved friend. the experience today as well. well at yeah. Live at Orchard. That, that's got to be up there somewhere, right? Yep. I always love doing things like this. You know, uh, being in a recording studio doing stuff, and you know, it's it loads of fun. It's always about creating, isn't it? Well, talking about creating leads me nicely on to my next question. If you had to choose one band to cover any of your songs, who would it be, and why? <laughs> A f- famous band. Fa- famous band, yes. The more famous, the better. <laughs> famous scales. Um. <laughs> Who'd cover our music? Hmm. I'd see uh, No Better and get Foo Fighters to do it. Mm. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Burn in Hell would be great to hear Muse play that. Oh, yeah. Actually. Take Outside, Mika. Yeah. Mika? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I think Mika would sound fantastic. I'm just going to put it out there. I think it would be brilliant. Oh, I just don't want to take won't outside. be allowing Mika to cover any of our songs. You sure? Yeah, I'm quite sure. All right. Oh, I thought that would be a dead set. No. Oh, okay. I get, it seems like a good idea at first, but then you think about it and it's just terrible. I'll cancel then. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe you should. Would All you right. ever cover a Mika song? Covering what? Covering they cover it in paraffin. <laughs> okay, but if you had to go on to, like, say, X Factor, an audition um, in front of... It's not Simon Cowell anymore. It's Gary Barlow, isn't it? Gary, Gary Barlow. Gary Barlow and the rest of the crew. What pop song, pop song, <laughs> would you choose to cover? I, I think I, I just, I'd just choose anything that he'd written and then I'd replace all the words with something with, with swearing and... Offensive themes. Just to annoy him a tad, yes. 
<laughs> a bit of a random question now. I actually got asked this in an, in an interview not long ago and um, it was quite good. So I'm going to see how you guys respond. Now, there's a bit of a... Uh, it's a bit controversial, I have to warn you. Spaghetti, right? How do you eat your spaghetti? Do you cut it? Do you twist it? Or do you suck it? Twist and suck. <laughs> so I, I don't get people... As messy that, as possible. I don't think there's any meal you should have apart from soup, a main meal you should use a spoon for. I don't think that's right. <laughs> I don't think that's etiquette. Uh, I don't. You see, see, I was just brought up properly. Uh, uh, I don't think you should, people no. just spin it on a spoon. That's the proper way that to do it. That gets on my nerves. No, but that's... No, it that's, isn't, though, is it? No, it do is. you have some serious anxiety issues as a child? No, I'm, my, some of my family is Italian and that's how they eat it. Yeah, they're all Italian. He keeps going on about this. He's like a one billionth Italian or something. <laughs> oh, well, he, he, he wants At us all to quarter. believe that he's, he's Italian. What's your surname? Evans. I Evans. don't believe you. From his, Wel- <laughs> from his Welsh father. <laughs> <laughs> from my, my father was from Yorkshire, actually. Was he, why is he always sport Wales in the, in the rugby? Because Evans, I don't know. Ah, there we go. But my, my There's some insight for My mother's side is the Italian side. And uh, my grandfather was in the war. <laughs> what? On there the, you, go. you mean on the other on side? On the Italian side? Yeah. <laughs> okay, on that note, we'll uh, leave you to introduce your final song, which is... It's called Started to End. And it's about... It's about sort of space exploration and government spending. I'm not having a go at space shuttles or anything like that, but I remember I was listening to the news and it was... Um, they sent a rocket up to uh, to um, measure something, and it blew up. It was unmanned, but then it cost billions. And then they said, "But it doesn't matter because the Russians are sending another one up to get the same data, so we'll just use their data." And I thought, with all this postcode lottery and um, for for cancer drugs and all that that we can't afford, that's what I wrote it to have a go at. Really, that cheered everyone up. <laughs> thanks it's about kittens and love (laughs) and love um, yeah (laughs) and hugs and cuddles and rainbows
never prayed to God above Trade your life for someone you love Feel so helpless when Oh, you know there's nothing to listening to Live at Orchard. This programme was produced by James Wilkes, Dave Perry and Aaron Dutton of Audio Factory and recorded at the Orchard Recording Studios in Barton St David near Glastonbury. We'll be back with more live and local music from Somerset in the near future but for now I'm Katie Gundry and you've been listening to Live at Orchard. We'd like to thank 100 Days for rocking your socks off and we encourage you to go to their website at www.100days.co.uk to find out more information about the band with up-and-coming gigs and information on where you can get hold of their music.